welcome to the Love and Grace podcast. Uh, we've got myself, Joel Menken. I've got Theus and Mark. What's up? Um, <laughs> they are wonderful members of my church family, with uh, Theus being our lead pastor. Yay! <laughs> and Mark, a part worship. of the band and, and yeah, worship leader. Worship sure. leader. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what. <laughs> Yeah, so I've just had this this um, this part of my life that has been digging into love and grace, love and grace, love and grace, love and grace. So, hey, we're gonna do a podcast about love and grace because we've had wonderful conversations with these guys. I mean, I I've had wonderful conversations with these guys. Our church body, we have a house church, so it's a little more intimate in our our conversations. But it's just that digging deep into love and grace and then not just not just seeing it you know in the bible and stuff like that but actually seeing that out in the world actually going out in the world and seeing love and grace be a positive to the world so anyways um i've got a few questions to start us off um just in general um who grew up in a in a christian home me <laughs> okay, so Theus, you did not. Well, we were Catholic, I guess, but not practicing Catholics. Uh, we went to the Catholic Church, and I would just see crucifixes everywhere, just like, like what is this place? But yeah, we, we didn't really go to church. Okay. So, so essentially, no. Okay. And Mark, you and I were both yeah both grew up in a, a Christian home. What uh, what was that like for you first? For me, I hated going to church. <laughs> like, I, okay, it wasn't that I hated it, but you know, like you're young, like you're super little, and you're just like Sunday comes around. I just remember like my dad just coming in to like wake us up to get up after staying up all night on a Saturday, and you're just like, I don't want to go. So I would like purposely like tuck the blanket because he would always pull the blankets off of us so i would always purposely tuck it underneath my body so it'd be like so, so skin tight that he where he couldn't get to it but um i would say from my perspective of growing up in a christian household it was more of a like oh it's a right and wrong thing like you do right go to heaven you do wrong you go to hell so it was like that was how i received it as a kid um but it was but like we would do you know like our mom would always have us do like you know devotions or like bible readings before we go to bed and all that stuff even though a lot of us were not for it we're just like ah, do we do we have to <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. so that was kind of that was what it was like in a way i didn't really dive in too much like i said i was a kid i was like five you know whatever so it's but it was it was nice because like even my my grandma my grandparents on my uh, my mom's side they were they're Christians too so uh, strong prayer warriors as well so they always prayed for us you know and but yeah that was that was kind of a brief summary of what it was like for me <laughs> for sure so it was well for me um, a I was an only child so yeah. mm -hmm. there was not the the high level of rebellion necessarily that i've seen in other other families yeah. i don't know if that's just the way i was brought up like that doesn't happen don't let that happen uh, type mm -hmm. of thing or what but yeah we um grew up in a very law church very mm -hmm. i mean all the churches i think mean, my grandfather was a, a assemblies of god pastor mm -hmm. so um just kind of defaulting to the the assemblies of god but we it was very law it's like hey you've got to do this you've got to do that or god won't talk to you you've got to repent of your sins before you know god will talk to you or god will listen to you so very rarely did i ever somehow possibly miss a sunday morning mm. um so it was i i mean if i was sick maybe missed a sunday morning but do you guys remember the time that that you accept accepted Jesus into your life? Oh yeah, go for it. Um, so I think it was 2008. Um, there was kind of some backstory. Um, I, 
my parents, uh, our entire family, we went to the Philippines. And on my dad's side, they're pretty much all saved. And um, they did like this. They were going to sing before eating. They, they prayed before the food. I'm like, oh, I, guess, I guess that's standard. And they sang some songs. And our entire family was crying, just like bawling. Like, what is this? Like, what is this, like, I guess, peace or something? Yeah, we didn't. There was mm. no words to describe it. Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of like, I guess, awoke in our hearts to the idea. Um, they were trying to like save us, like, you know, share the gospel or like, I don't know. We don't know. So um, I think t 2008 for me, um, I, got I got invited from a couple of friends to go out to this. It's called The Lounge in Virginia Beach. And they would share like about Jesus and and all these different things and I'm like oh jesus is pretty cool i don't i don't know about the christians just yet they're kind of weird kind of but like i knew in my heart that i was missing something like there's something yeah there's something inside my heart that i'm kind of missing so um i remember um getting invited to a church service and um was listening and the pastor was like if you want to uh make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. I didn't like mentally accept, but my hand just went up. <laughs> it, it just felt like I knew something that I was missing. And I was super scared. I'm like, what did I accept? Like, this is weird. So I was questioning a lot. We would go to like Sundays afterwards, we would have Bible studies and I would question a lot. I'm like, what did I get myself into? What does this mean? I don't know what this means. I'm very scientific minded. And then um, the pastor was like, um, have you received the Holy Spirit? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what that is. So he prayed for me and nothing happened. I kind of just felt like peace. And then I go home and presence of God. I was watching SpongeBob, mind <laughs> you. It was like nine, nine at night. There's SpongeBob on, He's SpongeBob and Patrick and the presence of God just like washed over me. I was speaking in tongues and I was bawling. And that's, I think that was the time where I was like, this is it. Like, like I truly accepted like at that time, like before it was like, I knew there was something that I needed in my heart. And that was the time where it just, it just clicked. About how old were you? Gosh, 2008. I'm 34 right now. <laughs> 20 something <laughs> okay yeah, 23 24 something somewhere around so definitely there. an adult yeah definitely an adult yeah. okay yeah and mark what, what's a, what's that time that uh you remember accepting jesus into your life never uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no uh well i know like as a kid like when you grow up in a christian home like you kind of go through that stage of you develop it goes from like you knew you know about heaven and hell so that's fine but as you get older you start to kind of test the boundaries a little bit mm -hmm. so that was is i mean that's i don't know about everybody who's grown up in a christian home but if you've grown up in a christian home then like you kind of start experimenting with like trying to push them up a little bit so i know as a kid you know like i remember sitting in service falling asleep and like you know, wick, you know, oh, if you never accepted Jesus before, you know, go ahead and, you know, raise your hand. I remember one time I woke up from a nap. I was like, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, I did it twice. And I was like the youngest person to have ever done that. And so they're like, oh, okay. And they like, you know, one of the ushers would come over and read a Bible verse with me. I'm just like, yeah, you know, yeah. But it felt so natural just to be like, you know, like I said, I was like, I was out. Like I was out just drool going to my foot. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, sure. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, but as I got older, uh, I would say about middle school, middle mm. school, going into high school, it was like, it was one of those things to where uh, I think like my, my dad's work schedule was where we couldn't go to church like a lot. And so um, my one of the high schools I went to, we actually had a Christian group. It was called Driven at the time. Uh, mm. 
And so, like, we'd meet up during, like, homeroom period, and then they would, you know, do, like, a little devotion or whatever. But I was still kind of on the fence because, like, at this time, you know, I was, you know, swearing, and, you know, I would never do it at home because my mom would punch me. But, <laughs> but it was it was one of those things where, like, you know, I hung out. I mean, I hung out with people, but, like, I, I knew my limits. Like, I still had that moral compass, like I mentioned earlier, to where it was, like, you know, I'll, there are some things I'll do and say, but I won't take it to the extreme. Like, I won't do anything too extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I always knew, I felt like I was going through a trial period. Like, I, I always, I don't know, it just, I felt like I was going through, like, a trial period with God to where it was just like, like, what is it? Like, what is there for me to do? Like, what am I, you know, and then we started going to a, uh, to a church. Uh, one of my siblings uh, started going to... It was car. He started going to, um, I think it was Belver Community Church with one of our friends at the time. Mm-hmm. And so she had asked him to invite like me and the rest of my other siblings. And so that was when, you know, it was like, okay. Started kind of getting back into it because a few of my friends, uh, the people that I went to school with, I knew they, they went there too. So um, I was, yeah, I just had this feeling like, God, like there's something, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm going through like, I feel like Jesus in the wilderness now, but I felt like back then I was like, what is it? Like, what is it? So probably about my junior year high school, um, it was one of those, I found out that like, you could have a relationship with God because, you know, I, at this time I've already gone to the youth summer camps, like when I was 14, 15 and like they were, they started, you know, realizing, like, Hey, like, you know, I kind of got little, little hints of, Oh yeah, Jesus is awesome. Oh yeah, you can have, you know, sort of relationship. But I, I still felt like it wasn't it. And then, you know, seventeen when you know doing the the whole make him big leadership with mm-hmm. you know Gerard Patton. Shout out Gerard Patton. Yep, love you, brother. Uh, <laughs> uh, finding out you could have a relationship with God, I was just like it clicked, and I was like, oh, you can, really that's a thing like because i always thought god was up you know was way up in the clouds and i'm down here and i have to address him a certain way or act a certain way and just to find out oh no god's very personal like you could talk to him like you could talk to a normal person and that was like what like i was shook to the core i was like you could do that like what and that's where and that's in being exposed to how intimate and personal he can be that's what did it for me mm-hmm. that's where i was like i'm all in now and going into my senior year it was one of those like because I, I was involved in sports so it was one of those do i want to play sports or do i want to continue doing jesus like it like continue following jesus and i chose jesus so it was that was i think that was it for me that was what got me and i was 17 at the time so <clears throat> Yeah, that was what got me. Sorry, that was so long. <laughs> no, 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 that's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, sheesh, for me, um, you know, growing up in a Christian home, um, I can't, I can't say that I can physically remember this a hundred percent. But mom told me that one day she'd walked out of the living room and walked back in to see me with my hand on the TV. TV was playing some one of the Christian networks praying with the guy on TV, you know, three years old, maybe. Mm -hmm. So, um, there's that, but the time, you know, really just kicked in probably, probably youth group, you know, having encounters with the Holy spirit, having wonderful times and, you know, I'm balling, but I don't know why I'm crying type of thing. It's like, Oh, so, um, yeah, just, you know, one event after another, either that um, a youth conference, youth camp, or some other other thing, some other event, a guest speaker or whatever, or family goes to some speaker an event to see somebody. But for the most part, it was just kind of like this slow, gradual, slow climb yeah. that wasn't really like a bam that's it that was it mm-hmm. so uh, i will say thank 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 very thankful that both of my parents were were uh, christians when going into this mm-hmm. um let's start off with with your age so theus you are 34 i'm 27 <laughs> 27 and i'm 36 so Woo. um <laughs> today what 
now as adults, now that you're out of your parents' rule, out of their house, out on your own, what is what is what's the thing that makes Christianity real to you? That that it's it's something you've held on to, and it's not something you're just doing because your parents did it. I would say, dang, that is a good one. Reading, mm-hmm. like, because at first, uh, like I like I mentioned earlier, like my mom like always have us do you know reading scripture before with the bed always all the time to where we're like mom we don't care like naruto's <laughs> playing it's a marathon like i'm trying to watch anime right now like what dragon ball z's on she's like my dad would always say boy be on again don't you understand it's a new episode like, <laughs> <laughs> and then as i got older yep reruns and i'm like he was right uh, <laughs> but reading uh yeah reading the bible for sure um and i like and i i mean i I'm not saying I read the Bible diligently. Um, sorry to all you other, you know, fellow Christian brothers and sisters. I, <laughs> I do. I, I read it, but I don't read it to the extent to where like I'm reading it for hours. I'll read it for maybe like five minutes, so I can let it like just soak. Um, but being out of my parents' rule, it's um, and, and plus learning how to read the Bible, mm-hmm. the right well you know, the right way for me. Um, yeah, I would say definitely reading it and just digesting it. You know, like I said, you know, reading it as a kid, I was like, eh, no, but then figuring out how to do it, then that's where it kind of stuck with me. So yeah, that I would say that. I okay. Would definitely say that. Okay. Now Theus with, I'm, I'm going to, you know, throw this back in there yeah, as a pastor over a congregation, mm. yeah, we have a small congregation, but a congregation, mm. where is, first off, how, how did you get past the, you know, the beginning of your Christianity, where you are now? Obviously, you said you're about mm. 20-ish, low, uh, yeah. mid-20s, or early 20s when you got into Christianity. Mm-hmm. What is kind of like the, the, the thing that's kind of held you in and has been a building block for you moving forward. Gotcha. Yeah, it, I think it's kind of like with Mark would saying, like with a relationship, that was probably the biggest thing. Not kind of like God or Jesus, this very far being, but like in your heart that you can talk to, that you can make jokes with, that you can live life with. It's not kind of just this, I'm going to pray to him when I need to. It's kind of like praying every day because he's with you, you know? So, yeah, I think on my journey, because before, like when, when I got saved, it was all about knowing what the pastor was saying. Yes. Because he's kind of like the, the person, he or she's the person that saved you or is your thought, fa- like kind of like your spiritual father or mother, and they speak life over you, and you kind of just take those things in and you pray with them. Um, uh, you, you read the Bible with them, but you kind of like that's your spiritual guide it's not entirely jesus you know Mm -hmm. because they're your spiritual guide i guess so for me it was really leaning upon the the relationship aspect because that's kind of what you're trying to do you're trying to rather than going for a specific person in your life it's supposed to be about jesus and god and for me that was kind of the the biggest building block that I've leaned upon. Um, and gosh, there's so many stories of like, like me talking with God and just kind of feeling it kind of shrink down. There was a moment where, I, I guess I'm very emotional. Like, like my walk with God, it's a very personal, because I'm very, my mind races like crazy, like these guys can attest. Very scientific, got a PhD like in, in engineering, but yeah, like with Jesus, it's very heart driven. So there was like a, an event, a worship event. We it was 24 hours and I remember fasting before it and asking God like, yeah, I want this amazing experience and blah, 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 blah. And um, yeah, the event that was about to end, uh, they were singing Alpha and Omega. Mm, Gosh, so good. Like, you are Alpha. Yeah. And I just just bust down crying 
and I felt Jesus right in front of me, and we were just talking like a friend. And that was like one of the, the great moments of my walk with God, like just a relationship talking like as a friend. Yeah, I I guess it the things that, that have made made um made Christianity real to me is is the those one on one moments with God. Mm-hmm. You realize that you are talking with mm-hmm. not just not just to, to put it at the level of hey, you're talking with the creator of the universe. You're talking with someone who really cares about you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, getting to that point that there, even though I've I've done a lot of research and other stuff, not necessarily into other religions, but just into science and digging deep into a bunch of stuff, where other people may take that as, well, you're you're weakening your relationship, your uh, Christianity, because you know thinking about those things and just realizing that I cannot, I cannot for anything, give up the experiences I've had Mm -hmm. knowing that, Hey, I've, I've talked with God. He's responded to me answering questions and then showing me things in my life. like, Hey, go do this. Hey, go do that. Hey, go talk to this person. Go do this, go do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and just, seeing how those things just build back into my life. It's like, oh, that's that's amazing. I'm just a quick story. I'm um, driving down the highway and the Lord tells me to pick some guy off on the side of the road. I'm arguing with him to pick him up. Mm-hmm. Like, no, oh, I'm not gonna do that. And I finally do it. You know, I, I pass him. I have to go back around and come back past him, pick him up and and he asked, "Hey, why did you why did you pick me up?" I was like, "Well, the Lord told me to pick you up." I'm like he's like, he's like, really, really, and started crying. And I was able to, you know, tell him, it's "Like God loves you and God cares for you mm-hmm. and wants all this wonderful stuff for you." And it just broke down, mm-hmm. broke him down, and it was it was a a positive influence into his life a some some dude on the that just drove by decided to pick me up great why did he pick me up the lord told him to i don't know what was going on in his life i don't know was he saying hey lord i need help i need trying to get home or whatever um but after i dropped him off i started going heading back home a song on the radio for whatever reason the song on the radio, something about "I love you, I care for you, I have a plan for your life." I was like, "Oh!" And I just, <laughs> just did it, mm-hmm. um, and you know, crying, struggling to, mm-hmm. <laughs> struggling to drive, not unsafe, but you know, this the <laughs> okay, maybe slightly Dr- unsafe. Driving under the influence, driving of the, under the influence the Lord. of the Lord. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and there's there's been other times. I remember there was a, a time I I was uh, riding my bike to to meet with a pastor and the church was the church that I was going to had been going through a church split and I didn't know the the deal t- details that's why I'm meeting with the pastor I'm trying to get get you know understanding of what's going on and as I'm leaving the meeting I've rode my motorcycle on my way on my way home realizing that I had just moved to this church right before it split you know nine months before it split and just frustrated with the Lord saying, you just moved me. And quicker than I could formulate a response, quicker than anything, I got a response of, and I can't move you again? I'm like, well, no, you can do whatever you want. You just, I'll, I'll do it, whatever. Um, so seeing seeing those, having those experiences where you know God is talking to you. You know, for a matter of fact, these things are happening. Mm-hmm. It's that those are those things that I don't want to say I hold on to, but those are the things that have been confirmation to my life that this I'm on the right path. I'm going in the right direction. I'm I'm 
studying and and going in the right direction on those things yeah with our group we've gotten gosh so many stories of like just confirmation of the direction we should go like yeah i'd agree with that so many stories like going out to the street and praying and seeing people's legs grow yeah just oh gosh so many (laughs) ridiculous yeah before before we touch on that um this is kind of the, the questions kind of lead into that yeah what what was the the challenge that you had with the going from the understanding that you had of Christianity and the way you understood the Bible to a loving grace understanding um, I can remember with with uh. theists well sheesh we, we were all ministering <laughs> we were all ministering yeah. in the same youth group at the time yeah um, but we had we had an event or a, a leaders meeting mm-hmm. that went <laughs> got pretty intense. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. so I, I don't Mark. I haven't heard your point of view. Yeah, hundred percent on that. So once you start it, and then Theus can finish that one. Oh, yeah. uh, so with love and grace, I feel like you're you're going through the process of figuring out who God like. You're trying to go, you're, oh my gosh, I can't form words. <laughs> it's, like that, it's like that adolescent phase in middle school where you're still trying to figure out who you are and then learning to love yourself for you, but then allowing yourself to make the mistakes that God says that he's working on you with. Because like, I remember like when I was going through that, that baby Christian stage, when I found out I could have a relationship with God, I was just like, because we are a baby Christian. I'm pretty, like I said, I'm pretty sure all Christians can attest to this. We are a baby Christian. Like, that's just going to do it. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I love Jesus. Like that mountaintop high. Like, I can do anything. Mm-hmm. I can, whatever. I can flip a car with my pinky toe. Like, it's like you start doing rent. Like, you just want to do everything and anything. Because um, you saw it in the Bible. Like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. the Bible. Let's go. Like, yeah. literally, yeah. It's just like, ah, Jesus, oh, I'm on fire. Like, Super mm-hmm. Saiyan 300. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. But uh, so you just, you're on fire. And so for me, I remember, and this is this ties into the love and grace thing. I remember making when I went back to school my senior year after like a full summer of nothing but like worship leading touring and like experiencing Jesus. I remember going back to school <laughs> my senior year and just like looking at all my classmates being like, "You heathens, <laughs> y'all just you said the f word. You need prayer." Like I just I just remember just like being so quick to be like I just want to pray mm, bless them Lord they don't understand how good you are like and as as the school year progressed I found myself making more and more mistakes and, and giving into like you know temptations and you know slipping up a lot. And I remember being so hard on myself about it to where I was just like, ah, like I'm the worst ever. And like, I remember a few times I talked to God, like, God, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I can't believe I did this. I can't. And he just, I just remember him clearly saying, it's okay. I'm, I'm still working on you. I'm still working on you. And that was, I think that was my first official taste of grace on a more intimate level with God. It's where he can literally just be like, I'm still working on you, bro. It's, it's fine. Like, Mm -hmm. and for some people, they, they don't, they don't think it's that easy, but it, it actually is that easy. It's, it's us who makes it complicated. So to answer that question, I would say for me, yeah, it is definitely my, my take on that situation was I was still in a place to where I was still figuring myself out when it came to that. Because it was like I know God gives grace, like like that, but mm-hmm. it's us who has to let down our defenses. It's us that has to like accept it and just receive it for what it is. Because we're because as humans, we're not that quick to give grace. We're we're not like if somebody messes Mm-mm. up, why would you do that? Are you dumb? Like why would you like? We're so quick to just like point fingers and and call out the worst in people and not just say oh hey man that's okay we'll 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 get it next time like we're but god is is trying to warp that mentality of hey 
you were just as bad as that person was. So you made the exact same mistake. And if yeah. I can give you that grace and that forgiveness for it, why can't you give that other person that same amount of grace and love? Because like, every, we're we're already quick to to accept the negative parts of us and mm -hmm. to accept the mistakes, but we're not quick to want to be forgiven or forgive or accept the positive things on it. So mm -hmm. that would be my answer for back then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so sorry it was so long, but <laughs> that would that would be that would definitely be my my response to that question from back then because that was that was a rough one for me that was a rough conversation <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> so theus give us yeah. give us a uh, a big picture of what this this meeting this youth leaders meeting right, the, the, what's, what's the what's the back end before we got there gosh well for in my walk with jesus um i didn't really get saved because of my sin like in my heart, I felt that I was empty. I was missing something. Kind of like you're dead inside. And, yeah. and we've heard from many pastors like, um, Jesus didn't save you to make, make a, a bad man a good man, but to make the dead alive. Like that, mm -hmm. that's the purpose. So I remember going to different meetings and hearing about you know sin and all these different things. And I'm like, yeah, it is about sin. I, I just feel like, I was missing something in my life and I needed, I needed that void. And when I would kind of attribute to like sin and law and all these different things, and I kind of got that mixed in, um, youth group, we're crazy. Gosh, yeah. like, yeah. like there's going to be like, we, we would enact side hugs, mm -hmm. like, you know, just every, so it's not a full frontal hug. Every you know? traditional youth group yeah, in the church. <laughs> every, every traditional. And what we would notice is that when we would put a specific law or a specific rule, we would actually break them. Every time we would kind of like point the finger, like, ah, kind of like with, with you, with your, uh, yeah. in high school, ah, heathen, you're doing this. It yeah. always points back, always. So I was like, what the heck is this? And we would have to repent for it. And we're like, dang it, Lord, we're sorry for this. So I remember um, we were watching Furious Love. And that, that was, it was amazing. Like yeah. you're seeing all these different miracles and Gosh. craziness uh, ensuing. It's so good. Um, we, we recommend you see it. Yes, it's but good. I remember it, it's called Furious Love because it's only love. It was only love. It, it wasn't like, you know, law. It wasn't like all these added things. It was just being love in a world that doesn't have it. So I remember, you know what, Lord? If it's love, show us. So I remember sharing that. I was like, you know, we're going to do away with the rules. We're going to do away with all these different things, or we're just going to love. And there was so much backlash, just like, well, why aren't we putting these rules? Because, you know, there's going to be students that, you know, front hug. Uh, there's going to be different, different things. I'm like, do you do that? And, <laughs> and that's kind of a pointed question because it's like, yeah. <laughs> but, and, you know, it, it's, it's really... That meeting was just so intense. Gosh, there was, it was pretty, we were pretty angry at each other. So I remember I was crying I was, and, and I was leading the group and I was like, let's just pray. So I was, and I was, I was crying. Like, I was like, Lord, like there's this heated argument, but we want to set the record straight. If it's only love and if it's love only, show us. Show us, Lord, that it is just love. We don't have to put these rules. We don't have to put all these different laws. We just love. In Jesus' name. And we kind of just left. <laughs> so that night, I uh, met with James, one of our friends, James Kearns. And we would go to Brown Street. And he, he was, he was uh, one of the students that were, were wanting to get into student leadership. Yeah, yeah correct. Yeah, so we go to Brown Street here in Dayton, uh, go to Submarine House, go eat, and we said the same prayer. If it's only love, show us, Lord. So we saw this guy. Um, I forget his name. It's just been so long. Willie? <laughs> no, no, no. Was it Willie? Oh, it, it was Willie. That's Willie. Yeah, Willie. Yeah, it was Willie. Yeah, Willie. 
And gosh, um, if you were to judge some person, you probably judge this person. He was very belligerent. He would see girls walking like, hey, girl, I like to F you. Just like blatant. And you're like, what is this person doing? And we decided if it's love, Lord, show us. So we decided to spend time with him. Um, he was homeless. Like, do you want some food? Yeah. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll eat that up. So we got a submarine house, get him a 16-inch sub. And he was sharing his story, like how he beats up all these different people and, you know, all these different things. He showed us his tattoos. He has F-U-C-C, Jesus, on his, on his arm, has an upside-down cross on his arm. And he's like, oh, yeah, I, I see. Because we had, like, these lifestyles hats. That was the ministry. And, oh, you guys are Christians? That's cool. I'm a Christian, too. And we're like... Maybe, <laughs> maybe. So yeah, he was sharing like he has a Christian rap. He shared it with us. And the entire time we're like, Lord, if it's love, show us. We're just trying to be there for him, loving on him. And we go outside and he was like, you know what? It's been so hard. Can you guys pray for me? And he just plops his head down. We're like, oh, okay. That was, that was sudden. So we decided to pray like, Lord, just fill him up with so much love. You love Willie. So, Lord God, we just bless him, and he starts speaking in tongues. We're like, oh. And then, out of nowhere, he starts saying, I am legion. And we're like, what? And we're just praying. We're just like, yeah, Lord, you slim. And then he screams out, I am legion. And it, believe it if, if you want to or not, this is what happened. Goodness. Mm -hmm. We couldn't make this up. And he screams out, I am legion. And... We're like, Lord, we just cast that out in Jesus' name. We have never done any deliverance, any exorcism. Not, we, we just want a relationship with Jesus. We just want, you know, Lord, if it's love, then show us. And we're like, Lord, just, just, just take this out in Jesus' name. That's not him, Lord. We just love him. Instantly, he falls to the ground. He's foaming at the mouth. And he wakes up and he's like, where am I? And me and James were like, what? <laughs> what is this? And he's like, yeah, I, uh, am I in Columbus? And we're like, no, you're in Dayton. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, so we, we, we were like, Lord, we just fill it with your presence, Lord, your Holy Spirit, just fill him, Lord. And then we get to talk with him. And then uh, we got a hotel for him. And that night we were like, yeah, it's, it has to be love. Like if you put law on a person, you won't be able to pray for that person. You wouldn't spend the time. We spent about 45 minutes with him. Mm -hmm. And to have that type of moment, it has to be love. It can't be law. So that was kind of the, the biggest thing for, for us. It was like, Lord, we don't know where to go. You need to show us. And gosh, he, he delivered. So this really brought us, and brought us to the path of, you know, if it's love, then it really is love. Wow. As, um, <laughs> I remember hearing that because I, obviously I wasn't there. Um, well, I say obviously. <laughs> they don't know that. Um, I wasn't there for that. It was just you and James. And yeah. um, to hear this, and then you, you recorded a couple of videos, and to see the videos of him rapping, and then I think it was a video of him after just night and day. Like, was night that even day. the same person? Yeah. So, um, yeah. It's amazing to see when when we're able to interact with somebody as Jesus's hands and feet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, miracles. I mean, um, Mark. Uh, we we okay. We got we have a band. We have a band called um, Made for More, mm -hmm. and we we go around churches. Um, we've been. Michigan, we've been down to Georgia, we've been to Washington, PA, we've been to Indiana, somewhere in Indiana. So, you know, kind of in our mm -hmm. neck of the woods, but a little bit of traveling. But um, so I, I got, I, I ran into a pastor and he, he said, hey, we've got, got this thing coming up and um, would your would your band be able to play? I'm like, oh, I'll see. And I get a I get a hold of the band, and I think I get this was a Friday or a Saturday that I, I found out about it. And 
we talk Sunday at church after church, after service, and and Theus and Mark action was just hey, Theus and Mark yeah. um, of the band was able to go, so we we go to the this this church event, and it's kind of a, a teaching class. It's not really like your traditional church service. And I said, hey, let's um, we're gonna have we want you to play. You know, to two one or two songs. I had a feeling that that uh, we needed to think about you know three or more. You know, you have that thought process like mm, I think they're gonna want more than just you know two songs. So, anyways, we get in there. We're we're practicing. Set we set up and we're practicing. And I'm sitting there on the piano, and Theus is Theus is playing the guitar, and Mark's playing the drums. Did we have a mic for you? Do you remember? Yeah, I was, yeah. I was you had a mic. Okay. Yeah. Then Mike, Mark was singing too. Um, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, don't sing while trying to play the piano. It just doesn't work in my head yet. But, <laughs> but uh, so we're just I'm just playing there, and we're trying to figure out a transition to our third song. And the pastor walks over to me and says, "Keep playing." I've I've noticed this, you know, happen every once in a while. We go. Or practicing at some church um, before service, a few congregations start coming in. And they just like they just get into worship in the back. I'm like okay, so the pastor comes to me and says, "Hey, keep playing." I'm like, "Okay, guys, keep playing." Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and that just goes into uh, forty-five minutes or so of worship. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, we're expected to play play one or two songs. 45 minutes later. That was our one or two songs. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of just spiraled. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. So, and that just goes into really interesting things. Um, one, one of which was a, a, a word that someone had for, for you, Theus. And I've, I've said this a few times, but I want to hear it from your point of view. What, what has, what, what was going on in your life, and then why did the words mean what they meant, or what? Why did they rem- hit? Why did they hit as hard as they hit? What words were they? I've, I'm trying to remember the event. It was all a blur. <laughs> it was amazing. Do you remember? Yes. Yeah, so um, we had something. You were you had just been. I say you. <laughs> we, we, as a youth group leadership, had gotten kicked out of a church pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least at least kicked out of of the leadership point of view. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, we don't want you doing love and grace here, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Um, and uh, that hit you. I mean, it hit us all hard, but it hit you the hardest mm-hmm. because you were leading it, mm-hmm. and you you had said that that you felt God leading you in this direction, mm-hmm. and if if you couldn't continue in that direction, you had to step away. Yeah, that's right. So, um. What 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 was the feelings you were feeling from that? And then Gosh. do you do you remember the words now? I do not. Okay. <laughs> so, I've been I had I have so many words spoken over me. <laughs> I kind of just like all right, yeah. I just I'll just take it in. Yeah, but I, I don't remember. But I remember that era because gosh, I was so heartbroken because like you would like the that event that happened with Willie, where you know if yeah. it's love, Lord. Oh, that, and, that spiraled into another, gosh, another, yeah. another. Uh, yeah, we took ministering. A, yeah, we took in a homeless person, and I got flack for it. Like I was like, "What? Why? Like, isn't this what we're supposed to do?" Like, I took in a homeless person for about a week and a half, and um, he was trying to get to California, go to Bethel, and he didn't know about Bethel Church. We're like, "Dude, there's Bethel Church there," but he was trying to get home to his family. He was a drug addict. Um, got his. Um, way right with the Lord, um, wanted to go to different places to minister. I'm like, cool. Yeah. If you need a place to stay, you can stay with us. I brought him to the church. I got flack for bringing him. There were so many judgmental looks for him because he didn't have like a nice set of clothes. He was homeless. He was traveling from Maryland to, to California. So, but yeah, like I, I, I had him. He was amazing. We got to pray with one another. We went to like little campfires yeah. together and did some worship. Went out to House of Bread here in Dayton to uh, minister to some people. So, yeah, I was incredibly heartbroken because I was like, this is what you want, Lord, right? This is 
this is it, right? Uh, and I, I don't want to overthrow the vision of a church, so I would have to step down because this is, you can't, I can't have this stop in my heart. I have to yeah. let this continue. This is, this is it. Like this, this, we, we, I can't stop this or, or have other people say that this is nothing. This has to be it because mm-hmm. we've consulted God. So yeah, coming into that, that worship service, one, two songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My heart was, it was, it was overflowing. Just like, Lord, this is so good. But I, I don't remember the words spoken. Do you remember? So the words remember. that I remember were, nope. were, um, you, you, you felt rejected. I have, I have a place for you. I, I mm. know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I've, I've got, I've got you going in the right direction. Yeah. So it was, it was one of those just, I mean, just thinking about it, just. Yeah, that's right. Just thinking about it, it's just, just wow. Yeah, because I remember that summer, I think it was summer, um, we went to. The, this, this, the this happened retreat. like August, yeah. late August or Yeah, because we went to the retreat, right? The and fall I, retreat? Or? I think so. Okay. I think it was around that time. I don't. I don't remember, but yeah, I think it was around that time because um, I remember I was stepping down from worship. I was stepping down from youth leadership. Yeah, you were and, also in the the church band. Yeah, and I was heartbroken. I was like, Lord, what am I doing with my life? I'm not serving. I'm not doing these things. And and God was like, Is it about serving? Like, are you? Are you defined by worship or are you defined by being a son? I was mm-hmm. like, dang it. <sighs> yeah. So that was a very big unlearning process. And those words spoken uh, during that time was just affirmation of what I've heard from him. That, uh, sure, it's great for you to, to be active in church and to, to lead worship or be a pastor. But I've called you a son first. I've called you a daughter first. That is your first and foremost. That is actually your highest calling in life. Mm-hmm. That's who you are. Uh, you can be whatever you want. You can be a pastor. You can be a worship leader, but you are a son. You are a daughter. So that was like, yeah, th- those words spoken like, yeah, I've got you. This is, I've got you on the correct path. This is where you need to be. I'm like, thank you. Like, this, is, this is nice. This is refreshing to hear. So after that class, which which was talking about um, God ordained, God orchestrated uh, mm. meetings, um, also talked about um, healing and mm. and stuff like that. And <laughs> Mark, let I'm gonna let you lead this one. What 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 were we? First off, what what did the pastor say there at the end? Because we you have um, what they call activations, and that's yeah. where you you go in and do the thing you just learned about. So you do it. It's like hands on. After you learn something, let's go do the hands on bit. So what what happened? What 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 did the pastor say? What was going on? So like Theus mentioned about the Willie situation, leave it if you want, but it it was real. So. We were talking. We were talking about healing at the text. It was a Bethel Supernatural uh, Ministry School thing that they do on Fridays. So we were like, "Yeah." Uh, he turned to this. Uh, there was an elderly woman there. Uh, I think her name is like Charlotte at the time, and she was talking about uh, how both of her legs were uneven in size, like probably like by this much. And the pastor goes, "Oh, okay." So Mark's going to pray for her. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> like, like yeah. I didn't, like, I was like, why me? Like, I, and, what? <laughs> and, and a reminder that we are guests. Yes. This is we our are guest ministers, guest worship band mm-hmm. at the church. This is not our church. Yeah. All. Like, and he's just calling us out to do stuff. And we're like, all right. I, I mean, I'm just like, you sure? So I go over <laughs> there. You know, he's like instructing me on like how to like. You know how to ask you know hey can i pray for you like you know had her sit back in the chair 
and we held up both you know both her feet put them together and you know like i said they were off by this much and i'm just like okay and i just remember joel and thea sitting like to my right like mm-hmm. not even not even three feet away from me so they were they were witnessing all of this and so he goes yeah just say leg grow in jesus name and i'm like all right he goes and because normally when you pray you know the naturally you, you close your eyes because that's how you that's how you're talking and he goes no don't he's like don't close your eyes open your eyes so you can see the miracle happen and so we're like okay i'm like leg grow in jesus name so the leg i kid you not goes from here <laughs> it overgrows yeah. and it goes this way yep. and then i'm like I broke this lady. Like, <laughs> I, Lord, I'm sorry. I broke her. Like, I misused your power. Like, I don't want to yeah. do this anymore. Like, uh, and then he goes, "It's in the blue." I look up at the pastor. Like, it's it's okay. Like, just say, "Grow back in Jesus' name." And I'm like, "Grow back in Jesus' name." And the leg goes from being overgrown to whoop, right back to normal. I'm looking at it, and I look at Joel and this, and they're like bright eyed, yeah. and like their mouths are open. And I'm like, okay. That's okay. We all saw the same thing. Yep. And uh, we're just like, we're just in awe. We're like, God, this, this is real. Cause we've been watching Todd wide and like, Mm -hmm. you know, all these ministers on YouTube seeing legs grow. And that's what we want in our youth group. At the time we're like, yeah, we want to see this happen. We want to see this happen. And to actually see it. Like I remember afterwards, we all went to steak and shake and we just sat there just like, what? (laughs) <laughs> like still trying to process everything that happened because we were just like god what mm-hmm. <laughs> like this lady's like overgrew the first time and then it grew back there was like there's no way you can say that god isn't real when it comes to healing like mm-hmm. it was just yeah it was just one of those things where i was like yeah i'm sold like i there's there's nothing you can <laughs> you you can't fight that but it was just, I'm glad Joel and Theus are there because, like, they were literally, like, the first two I looked at. I was just, like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, you're seeing this, right? And their mouths, like, they're still looking at the legs. <laughs> but their eyes are super wide and their mouths are basically open. I'm just like, yep, they see this, too. <laughs> it's so funny because we're, like, it's almost like we don't even care about the woman. Just, like, yeah. you see the leg grow and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, yeah. this like it was yeah that's probably one of like the many yeah events that we've experienced where we we just couldn't we couldn't wrap our heads around we couldn't comprehend it and i and <laughs> it's just interesting because god is the god that's like yes i want there's many things i want to show you but i'm going to give them to you in doses to where you can handle because if i give you too much your brain's going to explode like you you can't mm-hmm. You can't handle that. But we were just sitting in steak and shake for hours just trying to wrap our head around it. Just like, did that really happen? Yeah. Yes. Are you sure? Yeah. And we're just replaying it. We're just sitting there. We couldn't even eat our food. We were just sitting in silence looking at each other like, I can't believe it. Like, I can't. And I still think about that like it happened yesterday. Like, it was it was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was, oh, my gosh. I Guys, God is real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Uh, I was just gonna say for when that happened, I I had a hint of that's what was gonna happen. Oh, so I, I to throw out the the uh, oh you, everybody was just moving or they moved their legs and so, I'm like okay to throw that out. I'm sitting on I'm sitting at a pew. We're, we were all I was sitting right beside her in a pew, and I'm like okay, I'm gonna make sure that my head doesn't move. You know, if you think yeah. those things, I was like okay, I'm gonna make sure my head doesn't move. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not seeing something wrong. Feet planted strong on the ground. I'm sitting over. I put my elbows on my knees, put my my hands on my head. I am not moving. I am very stable. And I'm seeing this. I'm like, oh my. From from our point of view, there is no saying that, oh, that's just something that a bunch of people have have just said over years and decades and generations and hundreds of years and thousands of years. It's it it's real yeah it's not something it's not something we learned from somebody yeah it was Mm -hmm. all firsthand firsthand we see this stuff we we see someone's life getting changed we get our lives being changed um we hear the word of the lord we're hearing him speak not just reading reading from a book but we're hearing him speak to us individually Mm -hmm. so 
wow. I mean, it, if I can say anything to you is, is just reach out and ask the Lord. I mean, yeah. uh, he, he tells us and tells us in scripture that he's closer than a brother. He's, he's, um, he, he will never leave you nor forsake you. We'll never, he'll never give up on you. Um, but he's so close and it's, it's, it's closer than you are to um, your girlfriend or your spouse or your, or, or your mom or your dad. It is so close. He cares so much about you. So just reach out, ask him, ask yeah. him, talk to him. He's there. He's talking to you all the time. Yeah, I think it's easy to like consult your brother, or consult a pastor, consult someone that's close to you. But it's much better for you to consult the Lord. Like he is the source of these different things. And that's why, that's why we're here. This is kind of the journey of us taking this kind of relationship that's kind of far, making it about rules, but now it's becoming a, a relationship about love and grace. It's having this type of thing. It's very scary, but, and sure you'll mess up, but uh, I think he just speaks over us that his grace is sufficient. Yeah. That he's able to do these things in our lives. Well, and I, to add to both both your guys' yeah. like statements, like there are people, like there are ministries and churches out there, and there are people that believe that this miracles don't exist anymore, like they did back in the biblical times. But mm -hmm. if you think about it, by somebody accepting Jesus and saying yes to the Holy Spirit, that's a miracle in itself. Like mm -hmm. if if you don't count, like miracles still exist. And yes, like when you, when you're in church and you have a trusted spiritual leader or spiritual mentor, like, yes, like, you know, they're, they're feeding you, they're imparting into you knowledge and wisdom of the Bible. Yes. But when it comes to Holy Spirit, when it comes to that personal relationship, they can't, they can guide you on how to, you know, how to do it, but they can't walk you through every step of the way when it comes to you and god's walk because like it's it's they don't know you the way god knows you because we're all wonderfully you know made a certain way we're all unique we all have flaws that others don't have we mm -hmm. all have perfections that others don't have and the only person that knows that is god so and for him to give love and grace hey guess what that's a miracle like mm -hmm gifts of the spirit still exist you know that little inking in your in your chest or that gut feeling that's discernment that's that's a gift we have that all the time people say oh you just trust your gut feeling oh you mean discernment right no that the gut no that's that's the spirit of discernment it's it's a gift it's it's there so it's and i'm not i'm not saying that you know people who believe in that i'm not saying that you're wrong i'm not saying that like you know what what we're saying is right we're not saying hey change your ways no we're, we're saying like, like, you know, Joel and Theus were saying, ask God, talk to God. He will show you because he wants to show you all these things. He wants you to be even closer to him than you thought. Because God is, he's not invasive, but he's just so excited to show you what he has for you. But he will patiently wait for you to say yes. Yeah, That's just how he is. He's, he's very patient, very yes. kind. He doesn't. Yeah. As as the scripture says that he he will never force himself upon anyone. Yes, it it, it is it is definitely it is on you to choose. It's up to you. Yeah, you can say yes or no, and then that that's one of the beauties of being a human. We have the right of choice. Yeah, we can choose yes or no. And it also says, you know, ask and you shall receive; seek and you shall find; knock and the door will be open. So that's. That's right there, guys. <laughs> yeah, I think the hardest part is just um, doubt. Yeah. Doubt against what you think faith is. And fearing to be wrong. Like, I, I don't... I mean, it says that the righteous will fall seven times, but we'll get back up. So the righteous do fall. Not because of other things, but the righteous fall. Like, that's... There are failures that we do have. It's not like... Because I, I recently had a... a son born and our son messes up do you think he's like terrible no like he's beautifully and wonderfully like wonderfully made like of course you're gonna mess up but you just get up 
So uh, you can explore these different things. I think God's calling us to explore. He's called us children of God for a reason. We're, we're children. There's a, a playground of things that we can do. I'm sure he can like direct you to specific things. Like, here, try this out. Here, try this out. But it's a playground. It's something that you can explore, um, that you can, um, you can, yeah, you can go out and do anything. He's not trying to force feed you like scriptures. I mean, like when a, a pastor leads you to um, green pastures and still waters, Psalms 23, like he's not force feeding you. He's letting you roam. He's letting you go ahead and pick the grass that you want to go to the water if you want to drink. You have almost free reign. He's leading you to a place where you can be and letting you be who you're meant to be. You can do do many different things. Like it. Whatever you do, do unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, guys, thank you for joining us on this uh, this. Our first podcast that we're we're doing Ooh. here. This is great. So, um, again, share this with people. Let other people see this, and go out and do. Go do. Yeah. Go go be a son and daughter of Christ. I love you guys. See you guys. See Have you. a wonderful day. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>